Hi everyone, it's Allie. Welcome back to the Feeling Good Sometimes podcast. Beautiful things do can come from really tragic events. So, you know, I hate I hate the everything happens for a reason or there's like that sentiment that you always have to create growth out of your trauma. I don't think yeah. you do. I think often mm-hmm. you can just be traumatized and be miserable and, and like go through that, go through all those things. But I think what just naturally kind of happens sometimes is that, you know, beauty does arise. And- Hi everyone, welcome back. I'm so excited you're here for episode two and my first like official real interview. And for this interview, it was a little different because I didn't just interview one person, I actually interviewed four. Um, and these four amazing women, Shannon Culver, Sarah Keast, Alexi Landry, and Janice Tasso, honestly have such a beautiful journey and story that I'm so excited that you all get to listen to. Um, I, when I interviewed them, I just was kind of like shocked at how their lives have come together and what they've been through in the last couple of years. So I am so proud to have them as our first official guest on the Feeling Good Sometimes podcast. And throughout listening to this episode. As always, if you hear something that may trigger you, please know that this is a safe space. You're allowed to stop and start it back up whenever the time is right for you. So here we are, episode two. I hope you love it. I can't wait to connect with you at the end. And uh, here are four very amazing and strong women. Hi, Alexi, Sarah, and Shannon, Shannon and Janice. Welcome to the Feeling Good Sometimes podcast. I'm so excited that you are all here today. And to start every episode, we are starting with how are you feeling today? So one by one, let me know how you're feeling. I go first. Um, it feels good to be doing a podcast again. We haven't done one in a little while. Um, and I, know, I was got a little bit excited when we get to share our story mm-hmm. yeah um I I'm actually glad you asked that because like about an hour ago I realized like oh my god I am feeling really anxious today like mm-hmm. really because for me my anxiety shows up in my stomach so I feel like really like anxious um but I was able to be like oh okay yeah you're just feeling anxious probably because there's a podcast and then I have to get my kids to the dentist on time so like and yeah. I was like, you know what? It's lunchtime. Go sit outside, eat your lunch outside. I like listen to a po- podcast, a comedy podcast while I eat my lunch. Mm-hmm. And, and now I'm talking to humans, you guys. So like, I'm going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for asking. Um, yeah. yeah. So feeling a bit anxious on a Monday afternoon. It's awesome that you can also label that as well and recognize yeah. it. And then- uh, but loving to connect with everybody like this. It's not very often even that the four of us really get to like see each other face to face, even if it's on, on Zoom. Yeah. Um, yeah. Feels good to, to just connect. Amazing. Yeah. Good today. A little like, you know, Monday hectic thinking about what I need to do this week. And um, my partner and I just bought a new house about a month ago. So oh, cool. we've been on the weekends. We're like trying to balance mm-hmm. unpacking and getting things organized. And then also 
like relaxing a bit. So yeah, this weekend I was feeling a bit hard on myself that I didn't do as much as I, as I had hoped I would do, but you know, it, it takes time. But did you have to, but did you relax? But did you relax? Yeah. Did, yeah, yeah. So that's good time to relax as well. You need yeah. that. That's productive as well as doing all the things on the yeah, list. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool that we're recording this on a Monday because the podcasts will release on a Monday. So when people listen to this on a Monday, they'll probably be feeling all the similar situations, like the anxiety, the like, oh my gosh, okay, we're getting back into routine, like the stress of getting the kids everywhere they need to go. So it's very, very fitting, which is pretty cool. Um, so all of these four amazing women have a really, really amazing story. And I would love for you all to share on how you even became connected in the first place. Um, right. Maybe do you want to pass the baton? Yeah. Who, who would, would you, you like to start? We'll start though. No, we'll start in the oh, true. Story. Yeah. Start in true. The true. Story. I'll start. Uh, <laughs> I have the baton and we're going to start the relay race of how we met. Chronological order. Yes. yes. <laughs> Chronological casting. Um, so my husband, um, Kevin passed away in August of 2016. Uh, so I found myself, uh, a new widow at mm-hmm. almost 41 um, with a five-year-old and a two-year-old. And I was just completely like devastated. My life yeah. was blown up and I just had, I didn't know, I didn't know how I was going to get to the next day, let alone the next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so over the course of that fall, you know, my family and friends were so, have been so wonderful. Um, yeah. So I was very well supported, but I talked with my grief counselor and I felt like I was really missing the connection with people who had been through the same shit that I was going through, because I didn't know, I didn't have any mm-hmm. friends that were widows. Um, I don't even, none, none of my friends had even started getting divorced yet. Like I, I just yeah. really, I was totally alone in this experience. Um, so through a series of neighborhood connections um, in our like local East end Facebook group, the story of Alexi's husband passing away um, showed up in this group. And I was like, Oh, Ah, <laughs> this good one that I had my sights set on this girl. Um, like, That's my person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, th- I think one of, I, I think my, my story had also been shared in the group in the summer. Um, so one of Alexi's neighbors, I think, knew me and she reached out to me saying, my neighbor's husband has passed away and I know yours passed away earlier. Can you give me some advice on how to help her? Mm-hmm. So I like, obviously, gave her a, a few things that were helpful for me and but then I really seized on my opportunity and I was like oh I'm really I'm really looking for a widow friend can you ask Alexa like, if you talk to Alexi would ask her if it would be okay if I reached out mm-hmm. so this this neighbor you know match match make for us um and I like very aggressively like I think Alexi's husband had passed away like I don't know probably two or three days before we were now talking and I was like can I come to your house and bring you some food because I know that your family will need food right now it's too hard to cook yeah <laughs> oh I should and she said yes and and she showed up at her house well at her parents house um to deliver food and like and we've been friends ever since so like I we were like instantly connected through yeah. I mean first of all through this um traumatic shared experience um yeah so that was so we met in like the Christmas hall like the very end of 2016 yeah Yeah. now I'll pass the baton to Lexi (laughs) in this relay race of death (laughs) so in walks Sarah um you know so so yeah on Christmas Eve um my husband died unexpectedly um 
we had a 15 month old uh, baby girl mm-hmm. and and it was it was just so shocking and and traumatic um that I I can't tell you much about the first few days where I didn't have a widow friend um yeah. because they're a bit of a blur and yeah, I was gonna say you're probably but I was so too. lucky that I only had to spend three days about um in that place of feeling like nobody understands this like Mm -hmm. even people who I knew who had lost a a partner were all much older Mm -hmm. um no one was sort of you know five years married um new baby hoping for another baby it just uh it just blew everything apart so when Sarah walked in the door like I I don't know what it was um, about my mental state, but it didn't, it didn't even strike me as weird or strange. She just sort of walked in and we started talking um, immediately. She handed me a whole bunch of food for my family and we started chatting on Facebook messenger. And I probably think not a single day has gone by that we haven't exchanged some sort of Facebook message. Um, yeah, uh, ever since. And so it's been great. And so I, I had I just just coming off of this experience. And I went to Mexico with my parents and my daughter. And I don't know, I was just scrolling Facebook. Um, and saw an obituary for someone who looked really young. And mm-hmm. just being in that headspace, I was like, what's this? Like, yeah. this? It's so like the same reading. thing happening to Sarah. <laughs> yeah, what, to you. Yeah. It's like, what? Whoa. What? Ooh, I guess I'll, guess I'll read it. Um, and it was, it was crazy that the obituary talked about um, a guy named Rob, who was a few years older than my um, husband, Jamie, who had just passed away, talked about their, the high school he went to, same high school as Jamie, same lake that they spent their summers on same favorite band same favorite sports like it was eerily similar mm-hmm. um and so yeah I mean couldn't help myself it, it mentioned his fiance Shannon and so I looked up Shannon Culver found the right one and sent <laughs> out the message being like this is so weird yeah I feel like I'm not only living your life but I wonder if our people knew each other um, and it turns out we're not sure they may have come. We imagine they probably partied together on some occasion at some sort of show or mm-hmm. something and, and had a laugh. We don't know if they knew, knew each other, but we like to think that they do now. Um, so yeah, I reached out to Shannon cold called, uh, and, and Shannon, you can, you can tell the rest of it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I, um, my internet just dropped for a second there, but I know the story. So <laughs> She's like, I've lived we don't this need, we over don't need to, and over and over again. Yeah, we don't need to catch you up. up. Yeah, she <laughs> catch me up on what I just missed. <laughs> yeah, so it was, you know, I was in that same sort of headspace after my fiance had died where I didn't know anyone who had lost a partner at such a young age. And I, what I really wanted was someone who understood what I was going mm-hmm. through. And I had looked online for support groups or, you know, like a yoga class for grief or just anything. And it just, you know, luckily, I guess it is fairly rare for people to lose their partners at a young age. And so there Mm -hmm. weren't really any, like any support groups I found were for, it was like, you know, for people in their sixties or adults who had lost a child. And I just didn't fit into any of those 
existing sort of boxes. So when Alexi reached out to me, it was just like, oh, this thing that I had been looking for found me. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And she introduced me to Sarah. And then I guess maybe, so my partner Rob died in January uh, 2017. So okay. it was actually only a few weeks after Alexis yeah, really had died. Yeah. Oh, um, and then, so it was, it was the three of us for a while. And then I, I guess the following all um I there was a there was a a Facebook group of young widows that we had found that were based in Toronto Mm -hmm. and they were having a meetup um at a bar and I was the only one who could go or wanted to go out of the three of us um so I went and I don't think I knew I hadn't met any of those women in person it was all I think it was all women um but Janice was there so I ended up sitting next to Janice and I think that somebody was already connected to Janice or well I think at that point right yeah like I think at that point my grief cancer had been trying to sort of match make me with Janice as well and we maybe texted a bit but I don't know if we met in person yet but we were like moving towards yeah another in the east end like in the east end parenting group it was another one of those things where after what happened, so my partner, Patrick, he passed away in October, 2017. Okay. And one of my friends had remembered, I think, seeing one of the posts either about, I think it must've been about you, Sarah, maybe you were posting. Cause I think you were doing some writing at that time. Yeah, I was. You were writing, um, doing some blogging. Okay. And so she was like, oh my God, you like, do you want to be connected with her? You know, like she might be someone that you wanted to talk to. And I was just like, yes, yes, please. And so I was talking to Sarah kind of on the side and Sarah, I think I remember you. This sounds like dating. Sorry. It sounds like dating apps. We like messaged. (laughs) He said everything that I needed to hear at the time and like to just make me feel less alone. And then meeting Shannon at the other event was just like, oh my God, there's, there's a community here. There are more of us you know, and I had been with my partner with Patrick since I was in high school. So mm-hmm. it was like extremely scary to be like, Oh my God, I'm on my own again. Yeah. After so many years and out in the world as an adult with my son, who was, he had just turned two the okay. August. So, um, yeah, it was all kind of like, it was like very natural. I think the way that we all found each other mm-hmm. when we were finding ourselves in this very like crazy unnatural state you know for mm-hmm. for women that were our age so um yeah like a small miracle in the east end <laughs> yeah it's also like I'm just like shocked at how close everything happened and then how like one of you found the each one the other one and then the other one found the other one and then the, it was like a domino effect and it was just like honestly like the universe yeah I mean you all up like how does yeah. that like I've never heard of anything like this before I mean obviously like I don't know anyone well I do have a friend who lost their partner like the day before her wedding but that's oh, the only person I know and I I mean I'm almost 30 so I can't even imagine being at that state in your life and then thinking like oh and having young children and then being like well fuck what do I do now and then all these these four people just all like come together like like a book like have you written a book like you need to write a book (laughs) (laughs) like it should be a movie like it's just like 
We'll shop it around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in our free time. Well, we like, we really, in our grief journeys, we all really have come to hate the phrase, like things happen for a reason. Yeah. But like, as my grief journey goes on, like I hate it, but I also sometimes like sort of think it's true now. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you like, don't stuff like be this like... happened. Yeah. It's like very glib and patronizing, like, oh, you know, this happened, things happen for a reason. Like, yeah. your, but cause like, I can't figure out the reason really why my husband died and right, left his yeah. five-year-old and his two-year-old to grow up without a dad. Like someone yeah. telling me that doesn't make me yeah. feel good, mm-hmm. but I have come to learn that the path of my life, it's not what I planned it to be, but it's mm-hmm. going in a way that is turning out pretty incredible. And along that way, yeah. Uh, the chain reaction of us all meeting and it, it being so similar and all of us being so similar, like, yeah, the universe put it all there for us. And mm-hmm. we're ma- like, we're making the best out of the crappy stuff into the beautiful stuff. Yeah. I talked about this um, with, with our grief, ca- our grief counselor, <laughs> three of us see the same grief counselor separately. Um, <laughs> but I was talking to her about it because I was having some sort of new guilt feelings um, okay. that were coming up because I just had a baby with, yeah. with a new partner and mm-hmm. we got married last summer. And right. in some ways my life is better than it ever has, has been. Mm-hmm. Um, when, why is it yeah. that you love more than anything? How do you even wrap your head around it? Yeah. Um, and in, in addition to sort of reassuring me that that's a very normal way to feel, we just started talking a little bit about post-traumatic growth mm-hmm. and okay. how, you know, it's mm-hmm. such beautiful things. Do you, can come from really tragic events so situation mm-hmm. and and in addition to our friendship we had the pleasure of creating a business and a, mm-hmm. a mission that we're really passionate about so it's kind of like that, that Sarah I agree I've, I've I've changed my tune a little bit on the everything happens for a reason yeah. I, I hate doing <laughs> but it I, but, but I feel like I feel like the new bit relieved that you've said that now I feel like <laughs> I can be like me too I feel yeah there but you I, go. But I you just like, need someone else to hear it as well. And you're like, oh, okay, yeah. I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. I feel exactly. like the nuance been for each other the whole time. That yeah. like, is it okay to want to date? Is it okay yeah. to, you know, feel like happy? Okay. To be happy. Is it yeah. okay to do all these things? And and having these three other women who I could text and within like two seconds, I would be reassured, like, yes, of course. Or yes, I have mm-hmm. felt that. Or no, like you're not the only one has been a you know a real lifesaver going through something as complicated as as young grief. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's also a, a really great example for life in general. I mean, hopefully not everyone well, not everyone is going to go through what you all went through, but it proves to show that no matter what you have planned in your mind, no matter what you have planned in your life, with you no know, whether it be with people or like careers or any kind of decisions that you're making it's not going to end up the way that you originally thought it was and it's okay to take the time to go through it all and know that whatever happens on the other side is going to look completely different and I think it's so yeah the whole like everything happens for a reason I always thought that and I was like okay yeah but then when I got really sick I was like well, what the fuck? Like, the this reason? is not, yeah. what's the yeah. reason? Yeah. Like, I just like hated the world yeah. and hated myself. And I was like, okay, well, and then now I kind of have a reason and I'm still like, but like, do we all have to go through all these certain things? And I think it really is about perspective, honestly, like 
you can you can take that phrase and just throw it at people and they can be like no that's not true but if you take it and then look at the full picture of it then yeah it sucks but also like look what everything else came out of it and so then you also started this business so let me know about this business and how this even started where you just like oh let's just start this because we're all connected like how did it start <laughs> kind of kind of like that <laughs> Oh God. Um, I could speak to my piece to it all. I, um, as the years went on after my husband died and like quote unquote normal life came back, like I went back to work and now I'm a single mom Mm -hmm. parenting two young kids and working in my corporate job. And I was becoming increasingly, um, dissatisfied with my like purpose in life and like Mm -hmm. what I was doing with my career. Um, it is very cliche when they say like death changes you, but it, it really does. And I, mm-hmm. it doesn't change you in an instant, but y- yeah, you've been through this thing and it just shake changes your whole worldview of everything. Mm-hmm. And I was feeling that. And I think all of us, uh, maybe we wouldn't have been able to like identify it at the time, but that definitely that process of like inner change and inner growth and, and, um, re getting to know yourself that was happening for all of us. And it was bringing up feelings and changes and whatnot. So, um, I was feeling very burnt out, um, and just dissatisfied with my career. And as we like, you know, I kept talking with these guys about like how shitty I was feeling. Um, and I think through like our, just start chatting, we started, I think everybody was like, oh, yeah, I have like a, I'd like to make an impact on the world. Like, and then we started sort of daydreaming and brainstorming, like, well, what, okay. Like, what could we do? I don't, I don't even really know how we got to that conversation, but like, I do remember, Facebook Messenger with like things coming back and forth. I love people Facebook were like, what about Messenger. this? What about yeah. this? <laughs> very like very four old. years ago, right? <laughs> yeah, we're like really old. Still using it. Yeah, Meta, hit us up for a sponsorship. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Meta. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think I think we started like I don't know. We were just brainstorming like what ideas, what what's a you know what's a problem in the market that we can solve? What is mm-hmm. something that would like meet our needs of needing more flexibility as grieving young people? And um, and we started talking about the terrible or like not so helpful gifts that we may have received okay. in our early bereavement. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all gifted with love and care, but yeah. mm-hmm. with potentially not, not yet as helpful as uh, things Other that- things. Other things, right. Um, like I really hate the smell of lilies and my parents' house was smell- filled with those stupid white lilies and it just smelled like a funeral home to me. Um, so we were, we, and I remember Shannon talked about it, trying to gift a friend who'd lost a baby, but the friend lived in another part of Canada and she couldn't find something to send to her. Mm-hmm. So we just were like, we, I think we started to realize like, huh, there is, there's a proliferation of gift basket business out there, but there's not really a gift basket business for every occasion, like you could easily get like a chocolate basket to send yeah. to your mm-hmm. whatever, but there wasn't something to send to like a new widow or to someone mm-hmm. who's just lost a pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do remember once we hit on that idea, then like, then the Facebook messages really started going. Just, like, fired away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think we all had people in our lives too, that were asking us like, Oh, I know someone who, who okay. their their, yes, wife, their husband point. or their partner or you know passed away or is going through a hard time and saying what actually helped because I don't know what to say mm-hmm. and I want to help and I want to do something 
And I don't know whether something's going to be too sensitive or whether it's going to be very helpful or not. And just they were looking for guidance. And I think we all were looking, people in our lives were looking for that for us as well when we were going through early grief. And so yeah. it just felt like we were like, yeah, there, there's no easy place. Like you can Google these things and mm-hmm. it's just like there wasn't, there wasn't anything that really seemed um, to fit right, like an easy place to, to find some help on how to help others yeah so I think that's also it was like a combination of all of these different different things where we also just started because of all the reflection that we were doing and notes that we personal notes we were taking on what was helping with our healing Mm -hmm. um we were kind of creating a little mental list of like yeah more than you know more than there's flowers there's meals there's all these other things and then there's you know just sitting and eating a whole bar of chocolate you know Mm -hmm. or um like getting wrapped up in, in beautiful new bed sheets, you yeah. know, that, that are nice and cozy that you might not think, you know, would be something that would really kind of warm your soul at the time. Um, little kind of insights and things like that, that we were like, I think we're onto something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I feel like we're kind of like conditioned for like when someone's going through a grieving process a, we don't know what to say, or B, we're like too afraid to say the wrong thing, or C, mm-hmm. we're just like, okay, we're gonna like send a message or send a gift because then we check that off our lift and that makes mm-hmm. us feel better, yeah. opposed to like, what is that person who's actually going through something need? And I feel like the biggest roadblock is that people are scared, like they're afraid to be like, okay, I'm gonna show up and help you, not like, what do you need? what can I do for you? Because someone who's going through the grieving process is not going to be like, okay, yeah, like this is what I need right now. And Mm. like, they don't need any more, anything else added to to their plate. Like they are like obviously barely hanging on and just trying to get through their day. So they need people to show up in a way that is not going to exhaust them. So I think this whole idea of like having a selection of products that people can just like go and pick up and just send because you ship across the country right mm. across the yeah, world yeah. if you want to across yeah. the world okay yeah <laughs> even better so then you can just go in there and be like yeah like who would ever think of like a bed sheets or a blanket or like bath salts or something like that um because people are just conditioned to get like flowers and it's usually like we'll get the sympathy flowers right which are like mm-hmm. The ugly ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not yeah, gonna call any flowers out. I'm sure yeah. there's amazing ones somewhere, but like <laughs> there's only so many flowers you can take. And also, I do find flowers to be such an interesting concept for gifting when someone's they grieving die. because they, they die. die. <laughs> so like <laughs> a what? better, like a better way to do bereavement flowers. I just thought of this. Um, in addition to buying a care package at crying out loud. Um do like a three month flower subscription for like the next season or something. So there's something beautiful arriving at their house every day. But yeah, like being at my parents' house surrounded by all these bouquets that were like slowly dying Mm -hmm. after I just buried my husband. Like, yeah, it's a, it is kind of a strange thing. (laughs) Yeah. And then it's like, you get the flowers. Okay. They last like three days and then what happens? Yeah. so yeah so you, you have to throw them out yeah yeah <laughs> so like no one have to thinks clean. about these details it's all your I dreams even, yeah yeah so yeah okay so when did you start the business like when how long after you all met so you all met probably in like 2017 right yes yeah, our, 2017 
and then we launched in 2019 in the fall. Yeah. Okay. Right, right awesome. in time for, for the pandemic. World. For the pandemic. Perfect. There was a sort of like, yeah, there was a sort of serendipitous um, aspect to finding the space too. Like, I think we, we sort of had these mm-hmm. ideas and were talking about it, but it was still sort of a like, wouldn't it be cool if we yeah. did this? Like, mm-hmm. not like, let's get out and view some potential store spaces and like we weren't we weren't quite there yet and then um there were two women who uh had opened up a therapy practice in the east end called the healing collective and the space that they were renting had um has treatment rooms in the back but there's a little storefront and so they wanted to have a store in there and they wanted it to be something that was in line with their business, but they didn't want to run the store. So they were looking for someone who might want to open up a shop in this, mm. in this location. And I guess, I think Sarah, they knew that you had been sort of thinking about this and reached out yeah. to you. Yeah. They, I'd been sort of, because I was so dissatisfied with my current career, I had been doing mm-hmm. some like networking and sort of career exploration stuff. Um, with people in the neighborhood. So I, so the healing collective women sort of knew that I was potentially looking for something new to do. And they knew I have a, uh, like a retail background. Okay. So they cold called me mm-hmm. and like took me out for lunch and like proposed this idea. Um, and I remember telling them at the lunch, I was like, I will be transparent guys here. I am 50, 50 on this. I, I, this is, this is terrifying. So like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But then I met, like, I think I messaged these guys, like, as I left, be like, oh, God, <laughs> should we do this? <laughs> oh, I, I have a store for us. <laughs> and I, yeah, and then we, then we, like, put our business hats on and crunched the numbers and did some planning and whatnot. Um, but yeah, as Chan said, and to our earlier point about the four of us coming together, very, it's meant to be kind of way, mm-hmm. everything for crying out loud sort of follows that too and it and it yeah. I've always reflected on that that it, it kind of to me means we're made the right choices like the yeah. whole idea of like being in flow and things not not being super hard if you're like in the right path yeah. um mm-hmm. it's not it's not to say that like everything but crying out loud is just like magically come together but it's also yeah <laughs> please don't get that impression uh, but like <laughs> there were just lots of signs that I remember tapping into my intuition when I was trying to decide like is this something that I really wanted to like take some savings and quit my job and do mm-hmm. and the like serendipitous part of it and the like feeling of like yeah this is kind of meant to be was definitely part of it and I'm so glad I listened to that feeling as well as the like numbers um because here we are three years later a pandemic somewhat in the rear view and yeah. big things ahead for crying out loud so we are super excited that's so amazing that's so cool that it all just kind of like, yeah, this, the like little steps that came and it's all like the unknown, right? You just had like yeah. no idea that yeah. this was going to happen. And then here you are three years later. <laughs> it's so wild. <laughs> I think it's so cool. So obviously like you all got connected. You, this is, we're done like three years later down the path. We have a business that we all work on throughout this time. Um, what like happened in your personal life. So is anyone in relationships now? Is anyone, what kind of happened in that area? 
oh, well, we have like <laughs> lots flipping, to share. We're, yeah. We're flipping the switch. Because <laughs> obviously, and, like, you had a, you were connecting yeah. and then you started this business, and maybe that was another focus, but that's like what Only one little section of yeah. someone's life, right? Like, yeah. I mean, your yeah. business can be your life if you're like me, but we don't always want that. <laughs> Yeah, no. And and I should say that two of us, two of us um work full time in the business and, and Shannon and I have, have full time jobs also. So okay. it was a lot to juggle. Um absolutely. I'd say that though what like we've evolved as like business partners and, and friends in that mm-hmm. regard, but also very much also on the personal side. So like yes, you know, we all started dating again together. Mm-hmm. We Shannon had to teach us all about apps because none of us had ever used them. Like we were <laughs> just with our, our people for so long and it just didn't exist. Yeah. Um so we really went through every stage of it together. Like, you know, these guys know every detail of like any date or like all yeah. this stuff. So it's been really nice to um, see everyone sort of having these new experiences and getting out of their comfort zones and getting to know themselves again. Um, for me, I eventually met somebody else who, mm-hmm. um, I married last summer and mm-hmm. we had just had a baby eight, nine months ago. Um, so yeah, life is like, it, it's crazy. Like I can't really think back and be like how much has happened in this five years because it is a lot. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, you, you know, there's, it's so sad and it's so happy and it's, mm-hmm. it's both of those things at the same time. Um, it's hard to grapple with, you know, as we mentioned before, it, it's, it's hard not to have some guilt and some complicated mm-hmm. feelings. Um, but yeah, things have, things have moved on and life has kept going, um, you know, alongside the grief. Yeah. Well, and I think like for, we were such, we were each other's like saviors. So early on yeah. when we all were like hot messes for lack of a better word. Um, it just like so early in grief that you're just mm-hmm. like a shattered human. Mm-hmm. And unlike what society tells you that isn't repaired no. in one year or like in your brief, yeah. your three days off that you get from work. Like it, the, the moving through the grief journey is a lifelong journey. Um, mm-hmm but we've seen each other through like these guys different knew stages. me when I was like a hot mess, but six months out from losing my husband. And and now he's like, it's six years later. I feel like a totally different person. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's neat. It's neat to like kind of be alongside and see everybody's um, metamorphosis, you know, butterfly journey. Yeah. I think we all like met that. in the like beginning of the cocoon goo yeah. stage. And now we're like <laughs> coming out. Yeah. Um, yeah. For me, I, since my husband passed, um, I've had a significant long-term monogamous relationship, um, uh, which, uh, lasted about two and a half years and, um, was, I've, I, in my year since then, I have really come to see that, like, it was the perfect relationship for the time. Yeah. Um, and then we changed and, and yeah. moved in separate directions. Um, and I ended the relationship just before the pandemic hit with, and one of, there was a number of reasons, but one of yeah. the reasons was that I really wanted, I had never, I had been in monogamous relationships since my early twenties. Okay. And now I was in my mid forties and I didn't know what it was like to truly to be alone. Be, yeah. Yeah. And to like date yeah. and be a, like a, a single person. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so I ended the relationship and I, one of the things I wanted to do was date a lot. And then the global pandemic Pandemic. hit. It's like, nope. Yeah. That was like a real opposite to what I was intending for. Um, But once again, that's life. Just like, but again, in reflection, yeah, that forced, forced, true solitude time that I have gone through in the last two years has been awful, but also really, really good for me. Mm -hmm. Um, like Alexi had a post on our grid a few days ago that like, look, oh my God, you're like literally in my head, Alexi, when you wrote that one about healing as a return to yeah. self. Mm-hmm. So good. Um, and so for me now, I'm um, trying to pick up the pieces of a shattered brain from pandemic. Yeah. Um, my kids who were so little when their dad died. Now, my I have one kid in middle school, the other kid's eight. Yeah. So we're just entering a new phase as a family, like yeah. the growing yeah. independence of all of us. And mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really wild to be dating as a 47 year old woman with two children, but it's it's been a fun it's been a fun summer and yeah, like yeah, yeah, it's um as Alexi said, I I can't remember myself really from 2016. And like I feel like the time since he died has been like an eternity, but Mm -hmm. also a minute. Like it's just really hard to reconcile and to see like myself now versus then it's just so, so different. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I'm dating on all the dating apps right now. <laughs> Love it. You and me both. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk after. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. <laughs> I just raised my age bracket and that made it like, I did that as difference. well because yeah. I was just like there, I live in Kingston with Queens. I'm like, Mm-mm. oh no it's not gonna work like we're <laughs> no. up here no yeah 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 dude stay away from those guys <laughs> I know <laughs> Janice, Janice Shannon. exciting news oh, oh yeah Janice. next yeah. yeah so um yeah I actually I met my partner my new partner Dan okay. um in September so just as we were like opening the store and okay. I remember it was really funny because I didn't tell him about the store at first mm-hmm. because I was like, oh, I don't want him to think that I'm too busy for him or like, you know, I'm going to be too focused on the store mm-hmm. and stuff. So I think the night before we opened, I was like, I have something <laughs> to tell you or something or like close, close to that where I was just like, I didn't want to tell you because I didn't want you to think that I was like not going to be focused on making this work. But yeah, so we kind of, so we started dating right at the time that we were really working on launching the store. So it's just an exciting time all around for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so on that timing, then we also had just dated for six months before the pandemic hit. Gotcha. So at that time, um, my son was in JK. Yeah, he was in his first year. So he was in JK. And Dan also has a son who's in JK. Okay. Okay. So that was another thing that we were like, oh, okay, this is going to be fun. Two boys, the yeah. same age. Like, it's cool. going to be great. And they'll be buds. And then the pandemic happened. <laughs> and then the pandemic hit. Like, oh, no. Yeah. And we were, and then we just decided, we're like, let's just, we're going to do this together. We're like, it's going to, we're going into lockdown. We don't know how long it's going to be. Mm-hmm. So let's just like, you know, maybe it'll be like a little holiday. We'll all get to know each other a little bit. Oh, holiday. I didn't know how long it would be. I know. We, none we, of us we were like, okay, we were like yeah, it's two weeks. <laughs> yeah. We're like, it'll be, we'll be back like in a week or two. Right. Mm-hmm. And then no, we were basically like, 
off to the, we were just blending our families off to the blended family races at that time. Um, and so that just like fast tracked our relationship. Yeah. And Dan and I are getting married next summer. Congrats. So that's like, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, between the business where I never had any aspirations to be an entrepreneur at all. Okay. And then finding Dan, now having like a Another stepson son. as well, yeah. like growing our yeah. family like that. Yeah. It's not anything I ever could have imagined. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's, just, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things. Yeah. Where it's like uh, such a happy, a happy thing that happened out of something mm-hmm. so sad and like the hardest thing that I ever had to do and that my son and I are still managing to do every day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's like, I can't even believe I'm like, yeah, this is my life now. Never. Yeah. Like, it's like unbelievable to tell the story. Yeah. And it's funny because, um, my, my partner, Dan, my fiance, Dan, yeah, he has now we've also now Shannon has a new story as well. Oh yeah. <laughs> related <Yes>. to Dan. <laughs> yeah. I can pick up. Um, so I, I guess maybe a a little under a year after my fiance Rob died, I started dating again and I dated a guy for, I guess about two and a half years. Um, and I feel like every story is like, and then the pandemic hit and something changed. (laughs) I mean, that's where we're at. (laughs) The pandemic hit and we were one of the couples that went down early. Like we broke Mm -hmm. up in, um, in, in the June. first lockdown? Oh yeah, the first, the lockdown. first lockdown. Yeah, yeah, we broke up in June. Um 2020. 20, 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Um and and I, you know, looking back on that relationship, I think sort of like the like Sarah's relationship that she had after her husband died, it was it was a good relationship mm. for that time in mm-hmm. my life. But we did, we were sort of wanted different things and going in different directions. So it, it ended amicably. But then after I broke up with that partner, um, so Janice's fiance, Dan, has a friend named Nathan that he oh went to school with and Sudbury. And <laughs> this is just too weird. Yeah, I know our lives really are very intertwined. Yeah. Yeah. We, we do have to write a screenplay. We could. Seriously, yeah. like this. Okay, just keep going. Yeah, add it to the to-do list. Yeah. Yeah. So Janice, um, I guess you had Janice and Dan had Nathan over to their house, and she was like, This guy's great and he's single. Like, I should hook him up with one of my friends, as you do when you meet Mm -hmm. a you know, single normal guy. Not that many of them around. (laughs) No, it's pretty hard to find them these days. (laughs) Yeah. So, so they uh, set up me and Nathan and uh, Nathan and I have now been together for over two years and we just bought oh a house gosh. about a okay, month ago. Right. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. So, so cool. Yeah, a lot of change too. Yeah. And you also changed your, uh, changed careers in the. I did. Yeah. So right. you're in the business before. full time? No. No, no, but changed her day job. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So right before we opened the store, actually, I um, was recruited for a job and ended up getting it. And so that's been a big focus for me the last few years as well, mm-hmm. was just sort of getting into a new job and yeah. So many changes. Mm-hmm. 
so wild. You're still like, those steps are all still connected. Yeah. It's still yeah. like one after the other. And then you're all still like connecting each other through <laughs> different people or like whether it's a different person, you're still guiding each other through the whole process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you guys have become like my best friends and, and that's yeah. like, it's so crazy to think that that came out of such a, a horrible thing. Um, yeah. But in but a way, I, like, I, like it, don't it you often want to, closer. I just yeah. often want to tell Kevin about you guys. Yeah. Like, I can't believe he doesn't know about all of this. Like, it's just mm. so wild. It's such a I weird know, feeling. We always say it's so strange that none of us met each other's partners because we know yeah. so much about yeah. them now. Yeah, and right. sometimes I sort of have to remind myself, like, no, the whole reason yeah. you know <laughs> these girls <laughs> is because your guy yeah. died and their guys died. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And we're, uh, because Janice, myself, and Alexi all have kids, Yes. Our kids are even becoming close yeah, to each same. other. They're like, all like connected now too. Yeah, yeah. Like mm-hmm. they're um they're all like in the close-ish area age of ages. Um yeah. like Addie and Evan are very close in age, and then my kids are mm-hmm. a little bit older. Um but it's like a really sweet dynamic. And like guys, in like a year you can hire Brooklyn to babysit. Like she's so good with little younger kids. Um, and just like, like, I always remind myself like, but yeah, Sarah, this makes sense. It's just like, I have found so much community and so much, um, support in people who are going through what I'm going through mm-hmm. where our kids, it's the same. They don't know, like, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of kids with the dead dad. So like, yeah, exactly. you know, my kid, my kids are the only kids at their school with the dead parent, as far as I know. Yeah. Um, so I think it's, it's just, we just talk about it as the crying out loud family because Mm, we're that. all such great friends yeah. and the kids are all like love each other and didn't Addie recently say we're like a family didn't she say that we're all family yeah she said yeah. she said well Evan and Piper or sorry maybe I shouldn't say your kids names on this oh, yeah. <laughs> she said they're all all the store kids are like my my family um, and she she'll often ask after the dad's like, so yeah. she'll ask, she'll like, tell me again about Evan's dad or, mm-hmm. you know, I wonder about like Brooklyn and Piper's dad, if like, he's like same place that my dad is. And, and you can just tell there's so much comfort in knowing mm. that she's not alone. And yeah. Yeah. So for, for everything we've gotten out of this friendship, um, kid, put all of that aside, awesome. it's been so incredible for, for our kids and yeah. also for us to realize the benefits so that we can make sure that it's something that they have going forward yeah. in each other and just in other experiences and, and grief camps and, and all this, all the stuff they could do. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm so glad that it came into our lives early enough so that we know what works and how to help yeah. them get through mm. their own trauma because, um, it's a, you know, that, that's a too. whole other episode. Yeah. yeah, I know. I was going to say that's a whole other thing to like, don't forget about the kids. And yeah, yeah. I mean, they've been child- all the childhood. Is, about, there have been children yeah. along for the ride. Um, yeah. And that, that's sort of going on in the background. And sometimes I think we forget about um, kids' grief when we're mm-hmm. thinking about people who are grieving. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, we would highly encourage you, like, don't forget about the kids. You know, I just sent yeah. a, a grief, I just sent a grief gift to a family uh, who I'm close with just on the weekend. Um, 
And, you know, the first thing I thought about was like, well, what am I going to give to the kids and which book Mm -hmm. and which, which tools and which little sort of comfort items, you know, would be good for the kids. Um, Yeah. Because there's so much talk. Probably nobody thought about it. Yeah. Because now there's like a whole trend on TikTok about channeling your inner child and like, yeah. So this is a whole thing right now. It's like channeling your inner child. A lot of therapy work is about like talking to that inner child and figuring out like what happened through your childhood that now shapes who you are today. Mm. So we talk about it when we're older, but I feel like we sometimes forget that we don't want to wait until then. Like there's so much that happens in those developmental years of like, I don't know what it's up to, but especially with kids that go through something like this, we think, oh, like they're kids, they're resilient. They're going to bounce back, like yada, yada. Mm -hmm. But no, like kids are smart. Kids have feelings and emotions and they, the things that they go through in their childhood is what shapes them as adults. So I think that's so important for anyone listening who knows of a family or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like beyond grief. Beyond grief. Absolutely. Yeah. All all the things. I mean, like I, I want to, um, just to your listeners, like, you know, we've talked a lot about grief this episode and, and obviously mm-hmm. it's, it's the story that pulled us together and it's the experience that we all had. Um, but our work at the stores equally, you know, comes from our experiences with our own mental health challenges, with our mm-hmm. partner's mental health challenges in some cases, um, with our children's mental health challenges, mm-hmm. uh, with, you know, parents having cancer and, and people losing jobs and breakups and, and infertility and, mm-hmm. and it's, it's become, and, and I think it was sort of always meant to be, you know, it's not just about grief. It's about whatever yeah. is hard in your life. And that, yeah. that might be something really small or it might be something monumental. Um, but how do we help you help yourself when you're going mm-hmm. through that hard time, whether you're an adult or a kid, and then how do we help your people help you? Um, mm-hmm. because we can't, you know, we quickly realized in the early days of, of widowhood, you know, so many people would reach out be like, well, I know I have a friend. Can I introduce you? Can you take my coffee, my friend out for coffee or can you meet this friend of a friend? And, and it at, got to a point where we were feeling terrible about saying no, yeah. um, but sometimes we had to say no, because mm-hmm. you just can't take on all of that grief for yeah, all exactly. of those feelings. And so what we wanted to do was to empower people to help their own people, you know? Mm-hmm. So if we can educate um, an entire community around what it means to show up for somebody and, you know, what to say when you don't know what to say, or, you know, what could you do that would be meaningful um, and impactful and unique, then, then hopefully we're sort of the ripple effect from there, you know, so like we learned this lesson and maybe we teach like some people how to show up for their people. And then Mm -hmm. those people, you know, maybe get a care package and they're like, Oh my God, I never would have thought to send one of these, but I actually have like these other friends going through a breakup, going Mm -hmm. a job loss, like infertility, pregnancy loss, all these things that you're like, Oh, maybe I should show up for this other person. Mm -hmm. And hopefully it just, it's very, it's very yeah. like ironic if you don't realize like what you're saying right now is your life of what you just ex- talked this whole podcast about you yeah, all met and it's so- like this domino effect right like you yeah. all met and then all these steps are happening and then you're basically like your I would say like your mission purpose with the business yeah. is to do the exact same thing that you went through um in 
more than just like losing a husband or losing your partner, just everything in general, because grief is such a wide topic. And we do feel like you have to go through like the biggest traumatic thing to experience grief, but you can experience grief in like small ways and large ways and everyone's is valid. So I think what you're doing is pretty amazing and really cool. (laughs) I remember saying to everybody at the beginning of the pandemic, like in that first lockdown, when everyone felt so uh, disoriented and unable to focus and yeah, like wishing you could go back to your life before wishing Mm -hmm. this never happened, like all those feelings. And I remember saying like, Oh my God, guys, now the world's going to understand how we feel. Cause every, like (laughs) the world is collectively grieving and we, the world has collectively gone through trauma. Um, so I remember feeling just a bit of a weird feeling like, Oh my God, everyone will finally understand how we feel Mm now. Um, But also they'll finally see, and not to say that everything went swimmingly and that this is mm -hmm. like a blanket statement, but a lot of people got to see the power of community care. Totally. The way that we got to experience, you know, we got to experience neighbors coming and dropping off meals for months on end. You Mm -hmm. know, we've never even met. We got to experience that. And it was this unique, sort of glimpse into humanity that that you don't always get to see. And I feel like the pandemic brought that out in a lot of people that are, they're definitely, you know, community care focus um, definitely increased and became more, more prevalent. And, and I think we do see people now continuing with that work, you know, continuing to take care of each other, to, to ask people, how are they doing today? How are they doing really? How are you coping? Mm -hmm you know, instead of just being like, Hey, how are you? You know, I think, I think yeah, the conversation as, as has we've shifted. grown, I think yeah. as we've grown, so has, so has the world in a way. Mm-hmm. And, and again, I, I don't, I don't mean that that's, you know, the case across the board. I know there's a lot of work still to go in the, in the realm of community care, but it's been, it's just been so amazing to watch. Before we go into our final portion of today's episode, we do have a message from our sponsor. So Feeling Good Sometimes is sponsored by Pure Balance. Pure Balance is a Canadian main fashion brand based in Bath, Ontario, and everything is ethically made in Toronto, Ontario. At Pure Balance, we believe you have the right to live with pure confidence and that you deserve to feel strong, supported, and free to be yourself. We create beautiful everyday basics that creates a foundation for effortless style. Each piece features a signature affirmation tag to support, love, and guide you on this wild journey called life. And as a listener of Feeling Good Sometimes, you get 15% off your next order with the code Feeling Good Sometimes. Apply that at checkout. So once again, the code feeling good sometimes and back to today's episode question is what is something that you do to make yourself feel good (laughs) this this could be a really easy question for us (laughs) it could be easy or it could be hard depending (laughs) uh yeah it's hard to narrow in on um on one thing, I think that I, I am more intentional about taking little moments for myself. Um, Mm -hmm. if that's like, you know, making a cup of tea or using like an essential oil spray or, 
you know, watching a, an episode of my favorite Netflix binge of the moment without mm-hmm. feeling guilty about it. Like I think yes. I've let go a lot of the guilt. And so I'm enjoying small acts of self-care mm-hmm. um, okay. and, and not, you know, not trying to overthink it. Yes, that's perfect. Yeah, not overthinking it is good. Yeah. Janice, what about you? Um, I'd say what I do now that maybe I didn't do before to feel good is mm-hmm. I find ways to enjoy actually being alone. Okay. So that used to be something that I really did not want to do and I couldn't really relax. Yeah. And now, um, whether it's like, taking time to read a book, which doesn't happen often enough yeah. or um, like just taking time to like do a face mask or like do my nails or like something where I actually want to just be by myself. Be myself yeah. Um, finding comfort with, with mm-hmm. myself, I think is something new. And um, I feel like it's very, it's like regenerating and kind of refreshing when I can when I can make that time. Yeah, for a lot of us, that's a challenge to be by ourselves and, yeah. and like actually just do something that's not on our phone. Yeah. 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 No, I'd love to be able to be someone who can go and enjoy like a movie by myself or really like yeah. go out into the world by myself. I think maybe mm-hmm. I will get there. Yeah, that's steps. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shannon, what about you? Um, you know, I was, I was thinking about my answer while Lexi and Janice were talking. And I think one of the things that in my sort of like post having lost my partner and mm-hmm. the work that I've done, and then through the process of owning the store, um, I think I've gotten better at paying attention to other people's milestones. And in a way it's because when people like when when one of my friends remembers that it's the anniversary of my partner Rob's mm-hmm. death or you know something that happened in my life and reaches out to me it really means a lot so yeah. I've tried to be better about those things myself and actually one way that um I've been able to do that that is also something that has been sort of a good self-care tool for me is I have a um a one line a day journal, which oh, I right, bought yeah. from our store. And yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and I'm on my third year of entries. Wow. So every day awesome. I do it. Yeah. I see, you know, what was I doing a year ago and what was okay. I doing two years ago? Cool. And uh, it's, it's a good sort of like self-reflection tool on where, because mm-hmm. I've had a lot of change in my life over the past few years, as we all have. Um, but then I also, it makes me better remembering like, oh, today is the day that my friend's baby was born last year or, yeah. you know, somebody's mother passed away yeah. and I'm much more proactive about reaching out to people now about those mm-hmm. things. And it's, you know, a way of providing care for others, but that also makes, makes feel me good. feel more, yeah. yeah, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel connected to the people. Awesome. I love that so much. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I know I always want to do those journals and then I get them and I do it for like a day or a week. And I'm like, <laughs> but the one line a day should not be that hard. But yeah, I, I don't think I could do like a whole page, but yeah. one line is, is pretty good. And sometimes it is really just like, you know, 
it was a regular weekday. I worked <laughs> and true, I don't really, true. and then I just try to think of something like more general that's going on. Like not mm-hmm. every day, something so exciting is happening in my well, life, but <laughs> yeah, that's, that's real life. <laughs> yeah. Not every day. It's a highlight reel. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think our last question will be, do you have any advice for anyone who is either going through a grieving process or they know someone who is going through a grieving process? I would say get comfortable with the ebbs and flows of Mm -hmm. grief in both cases. So um, I found it really difficult to start to feel better and then feel worse and feel better and then feel worse. And, and it, you know, once I sort of accepted, like, look, this is not going anywhere. um, It's going to come and go. And you know, when it's, when it's not really weighing me down, it's okay to enjoy those moments. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't mean I don't miss him. It doesn't mean I'm not still grieving him. I am, um, yeah. but you know, those heavier moments will come too, and to let those in as well. And I think when it comes to someone supporting a grieving person, it's to recognize that, um, that it's, it's great to show up at the beginning. Um, please show up. Please don't say nothing. You could, yeah, there, there's, there are better things to say than others, but the worst thing to say is nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Um, and so do show up at the beginning, definitely do that. Um, but don't stop showing up, yeah. you know, check That's, in yeah. because it everyone's going to sort of, everyone will disappear and the grief is still going. And like Shannon said, like if somebody remembers an anniversary, it's just mm-hmm. so impactful. So just for everyone to like, be, you know, realize that you know grief is maybe not the way we've always imagined it it's not mm-hmm. the five steps Step. yeah you know we're not moving through phases and then we're done with them um it's just recognizing that it's a lifelong thing um and it doesn't have to be the center of everything but acknowledging its presence mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. it will always be there yeah yeah that's that's really beautiful yeah yeah and I would encourage people to um like it's easier to show up for your people than you think. I think a lot of us okay. tend to overthink it. We want to do yeah. something that really means something. And yeah, afraid of saying the wrong thing, but it's as easy as saying a text saying, I'm thinking of you or a text saying, I was out walking today and I saw this thing and it reminded me of your person. Yeah, um, Just a simple thing. It doesn't have to be a big elaborate conversation. Um, that's, I think that's why a lot of people love like the card selection in our store because it yeah. it can be as easy as just sending a little card that yeah, says just that's the right thing, which could be, I don't know what to say, you know, yeah. okay to not be okay. Um, so yeah, if you're thinking of someone, don't hesitate to let them know that. And mm-hmm. it goes a long way. Trust yeah. that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And that can go for anything in life too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you're thinking about anyone at any time, like, that always means a lot yeah. coming from that yeah. person. So yeah. Yeah. And, and, and having witnessed people die at a young age and then seeing an outpouring of support for them after the fact, for me really drove home. Like I wish he could have seen this. I wish he could have seen how many people came to the funeral. I wish he could have yeah. known the things that they're saying about him. I wish, I wish people had said all these things before. Yeah. Um, right. Because it would have meant so much to him to hear them. And mm-hmm. and too often we just, we wait and then it's too late. Too late. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Shannon, did you want to add anything? 
I don't, yeah, I don't know if I have anything that's really substantial to add. I think what, you know, I just echo yeah. what Alexi and, and Janice said. Yeah. And I think, yeah, just, you know, reach out and say something. I remember someone said to me after, like in the, in the immediate um, sort of aftermath of my partner's death, our friend reached out and said, and just said, like, I don't know what to say to you. Like, I've never... Mm-hmm lost a friend before this is totally new to me I'm like thinking of you and I'm sad but like it's like totally overwhelming to me Mm -hmm. and I was like me too (laughs) (laughs) like like, just because yeah like it's happening to me but it doesn't mean that I you know have suddenly there's no rule book to be like like, okay this is what we do like yeah yeah. okay so so your partner died here's how you're gonna deal with it like I also am experiencing this for the first time so you know just I think being honest and being candid is is Uh the best Uh you can do yeah I really like that I think that goes for a lot of things that people go through in life like most of us will either not know what to do or not know to say so we don't do anything or say anything at all and saying like I don't know what to say but I'm here for you or I don't know what to say and I'm thinking of you like that goes a long way compared to yeah I just don't want to like say anything because I don't want to say the wrong thing and it's like yeah so yeah the the whole like silence piece yeah, yeah right you, you can't rock the boat. It's already rocked. Yeah. People are already living at their rock bottom. So like yeah, what you say not... or do is not going to make anything worse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not like I forgot. And then on the anniversary, you said something and I was like, oh my God, I wish you yeah. hadn't said that. But I wasn't yeah. thinking about it. Like I'm already yeah. thinking about it all the time. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I always love to hear his name. I always love to hear the stories. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so over time like at the beginning yes like 10 years later still yeah. say the thing you're not gonna rock the boat even if they seem really happy mm-hmm. you know yeah. I've had people be like you seem so happy now I don't want to bring it up I'm like mm, I want to talk yeah. about it yeah 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 that's important well before you all go uh please let us know where we can find crying out loud yeah so you can find us um at uh cryingoutloud.ca that's our online store and um, our bricks and mortar stores in Toronto in the East end on the Danforth 2005 Danforth. Um, and you can find us on Instagram at uh, crying out loud to. Awesome. All of this will be in the show notes. So everyone can refer to that as well. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for being on the podcast. It was so amazing. And I think your story and just everything you're shared is going to be really great for the people listening as well as just anyone who's going through anything in life right now can take a little snippet from this episode. So yeah, I'm so grateful that you took the time to do this. Well, thanks for having us and congratulations on your first interview. You did great. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much. I hope you all loved that episode as much as I did and you were able to take something from that and apply it to your life right now, even if you aren't going through a grief journey. 
I feel like there's so many amazing nuggets that you can use for yourself. So if you love this episode, I would so, so, so appreciate it if you could subscribe to us on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Leave us a review. It helps us so, so much. And even share this um, on social media. You can tag Pure Balance. You can tag Elliot Jean Duff. And you can tag Crying Out Loud and share any of the pieces that you absolutely love the most or related to the most. I think we would all love to see that. And thank you so much for listening. I am so appreciative of you for taking the time to listen to the episode and we will see you next time.